Hi, welcome to another episode of JNR Basketball Podcast. This is Ronnie. Jonathan won't be joining us.、Um, he's actually on vacation with the family. They went to California, so we won't be hearing from him for a few weeks. But、uh, yeah, he'll be back eventually. So、uh, have fun on your vacation. And while we're waiting for him to come back, I'll be keeping you guys updated on all the recent news and everything that's going on in the NBA recently. Biggest news that happened recently in the NBA, I'm sure you heard about it. Durant requests explanation for his NBA 2K23 rating. I'm just joking. We don't care about that. <laughs> Although that did hit the news. He said, I should be a 99, and whatever. We're going to skip that. Who cares about Durant, right? Now, the biggest news, though, is with this stuff going on with Sarver. So, Sarver has been the owner for the Phoenix Suns for like 18 years or so. So, he got suspended for one year and fined $10 million for. Basically, saying the N word, racism,、um, being, there was sexism going on. I heard a story where he actually de pants somebody like during some sort of get together, you know, like employee get together. I don't know if it was like a Christmas party or whatever, but、uh, just imagine that. So imagine your boss, if you don't have a boss now, imagine a previous boss, and imagine you're all together in this room of your employees, and your boss de pants you in front of everybody. Okay. If that ever happens, you absolutely 100% have the right to just punch him in the face or knee him and break his nose. And when you're doing that, just, just say to yourself, every punch you land, just go cha ching, cha ching, because that is not going to hold up in court at all. Imagine in the courtroom, thinking, why, why did you talk in a sorrow? You know, why, why was this guy hitting you? What, what caused all this? Well, Your Honor, I. Depatched my employee in front of everybody. <laughs> the judge is going to be like, what an idiot. So people are basically debating on whether he got what he deserved. Is $10 million enough? Because, you know, the team's worth like $2 billion now. I think he bought it for like $175 million, which all wasn't his money. He's, he's like part of an investment team and he's like the, I don't know, I guess you could say like the majority stockholder in a way, even though that's like, I'm not. Using the correct words right there, but he is like the biggest owner, majority owner, I guess you could say. So, yeah, they're like, is $10 million enough? Is one year enough? Because of everything that's going on, there's been so many stories that came out. So, what's going to happen after a year, too? He's also the owner of the WNBA, too. So, if sexism is going on, and then after a year, basically, so you come back a year later, right? It's going to be next year. Off season, just like it is now. Think of how it is right now, you know, is going to come back. And what do you come back to? Like, no one's going to respect you. No one's going to want you to come back. So, I mean, at this point, I think he just needs to sell the team and just get out of there altogether. But who knows what's really going to happen with all that stuff. So, it's just very interesting. And it sucks that it happened with the Suns. Again, me and Jonathan, we, we never liked this guy, right? And it is good to see him finally get suspended. I, we both hope, I'm speaking for Jonathan, I'm pretty sure I'm speaking correctly for him, that we both want him out. I have never met anyone who's a fan of the Phoenix Suns that likes Sarver. Never, ever. So I don't think anybody wants him to stay here. I think we'll all be happy with, a, with brand new ownership. How about Chris Paul, too? Man. So he, he goes from the Clippers, remember their owner situation where there was a bunch of racism, racism stuff going on? 
they recorded the owner, you know, like saying the N-word and all that. And basically he was forced to sell to sell the team. And that was when they had kind of like a similar situation to the where the Suns are now. I mean, they the Clippers at that time were contending for, you know, they were in the playoffs for sure. They were trying to get in the championships. And then Chris Paul goes to the, you know, a couple other teams and now the Suns. And now it's just like deja vu, right? Like he's going through this all again. I just, I feel bad for, for him too. So yeah, he, Chris Paul actually said that the NBA sanctions against the Suns owner Cyber fell short too. So he's, he's not really happy with this, this punishment either. So uh, it's just frustrating to be a Suns fan right now. All right, let's go back to, I just want to, we'll leave that alone. If you want more on it, just, yeah, there's plenty of it. ESPN's covering it like crazy. So, um, Carl Anthony Towns, he's really excited to be with Gobert. So there was a little bit of news on that. Um, Ainge actually made a statement that the Jazz really didn't believe in each other last season. So it's kind of interesting to see Ainge speak on that because we saw this, you know, we, they didn't look, the Jazz didn't look good. They didn't, they didn't really seem like uh, there was a lot of cohesion, I guess is what I want to say. Like they, the team wasn't working well together. And Ainge just basically said that he, he kind of like, he, yeah, he basically said what we were all thinking. So a little interesting there, you know, it's just to solidify that. Uh, let's see. Oh yeah. So there was recently Edwards. For the T-Wolves, he had some anti-gay remarks in a video, so that's going on. I don't really want to go into that much. It's just, uh, that's too bad. I'm going to, kind of interesting, kind of interested to see if anything's going to happen, like, as, like, suspension or anything from the NBA for, for that type of thing. Oh, uh, let's, let's get back into that. Let's, let me actually look into that article, too. It says, we are disappointed in the language and an actions Anthony Edwards displays on social media. Um, that was what Connolly said in a statement Monday. And then it continues to say the Timberwolves are committed to being an inclusive and welcoming organization for all and apologize for the offense this has caused to so many. It says in the video, Edwards recorded a group of people from inside a car and describes them off camera using anti-gay language. The video was posted to the 21-year-old's Instagram story and has since been taken down. Moral of the story quit recording yourselves and posting every darn thing you do, you know, just if you're going <laughs> to record yourselves, at least don't, don't post it when you you're talking bad about a group of people, you know, geez, it's just how idiotic are you anyways? All right. So let's go into some different news. I'm scrolling through and seeing what I, I might've missed here. Let's see trailer for LeBron Wade production documentary redeem team. Meh, I don't really care about that. Okay, Wade won't return to TNT. I kind of liked Dwayne Wade on TNT, so I'll, I'll be missing him. I don't have much else to say on that. Um, a lot of things on Donovan Mitchell arriving in Cleveland. So that's kind of cool to see. Like, everyone's really excited to see Mitchell. Uh, Mitchell really thought he was going to the Knicks, but you know, then all that fell through. He's finally going to Cleveland, so I'm I'm just really excited for him to be on Cleveland. I think that's a a really good fit for him. Um, he's excited. He got off of the airplane, you know, got got in front of a microphone and started doing a little speech. And once he got to Cleveland, so I don't know, just just cool to see some hype going on over there. And oh yeah, LeBron James, he he called out the NBA for his service punishment too. 
I find this funny because I've heard so many things about LeBron and how he talks like on the bench. I mean, he, he probably uses the N-word more than anybody in the league. Um, this was a while ago, though, so hopefully he's cleaned it up since then. Man, just going back to the cyber thing. If you're an owner of the Phoenix Suns, why are you using the N-word just regularly? Like, why do you put yourselves in the, why do you put yourself in these positions? I mean, don't don't you see like there <laughs> what could possibly happen with this stuff? I don't get it. Depanting your employees, like, why are you doing that? Why are you putting yourself in that position? He's such an idiot. God, I just the hate for him is real. <laughs> you know, it's just so ridiculous. Um, I think that's all for really the, the NBA news. Yeah, biggest thing I just can't get over is this cyber stuff. I mean, so stupid, so ridiculous, so disappointing. And then um, Silver, he, he had this big interview yesterday where he went over a bunch of things, and he had some tough questions. I was watching it. Their ESPN was broadcasting it live, and some really good questions are going on there. I highly suggest watching that video, too. Um, you'll probably get some opinions and everything about that, but yeah, kind of, kind of interesting to see how, how, how Silver, you know, handled everything and with these just questions from the media. Um, very interesting. So I want to switch it up. I'm done with like regular news like that. That's, we are all kind of caught up. There's not much else that's happening with like trades and signings. There's no real big signings, a couple of small ones here or there. Um, there's some. It was the biggest one that I was going through was, let's see, let me find it real quick. Uh, I can't even find it right now. I'll find it eventually. Oh, yeah. I forgot about the Ginobili news. So Ginobili is being inducted to the Hall of Fame. Let's get that pulled up here. I want to switch it up to the NBA Hall of Fame news. So recently, we have the the nominees. Um, this is who we have. So I'm gonna go over it slowly, so you go over stats and everything like that. So first, we got Hugh Evans. Um, he was a referee, 28 seasons as an NBA referee from 1973 to 2001. Two seasons as an NBA assistant supervisor of officials, so that's from 01 to 03. And he refereed more than 1,900 regular season games. 35 finals games, and four all-star games. Congratulations to Hugh Evans. Next, we got Manu Ginobili. Not my fan favorite because he always beat the Suns in the playoffs, but it's well-deserved. He is a great player. So he averaged 13.3 points per game, 3.5 rebounds per game, 3.8 assists per game, and that was with 16 seasons with the San Antonio Spurs. That's something I appreciate, right? As If you're with one team, I definitely appreciate that. And then he's a two-time All-Star and two-time All-NBA selection. Won four championships with the San Antonio Spurs. Won Olympic gold medal in 2004 with Argentina. So yeah, remember that when Argentina took the gold instead of Team USA. Then next we got Tim Hardaway. This is actually one of my good friend's favorite basketball player when we were in grade school. So this is kind of cool to see him inducted to the Hall of Fame. So he averaged 17.7 points per game, 8.2 assists per game, 3.3 rebounds per game, and 13 seasons with Golden State Warriors, Miami Heat, Dallas Mavericks, Denver Nuggets, and Indiana Pacers. He's a five-time All-Star and five-time All-NBA selection, 
won Olympic gold medal in 2000 with Team USA. Next, we got Bob Huggins, and he was uh, he was a coach for more than 900 wins in 45 seasons as head coach at Walsh, Akron, Cincinnati, Kansas State, and West Virginia. He reached the Final Four in 92 and 2010. I'm not a college basketball fan. I don't know who that is, even though I probably should, but sorry. <laughs> so next we got George Carl. Here's a guy I know. So he was a coach, and let's see, it says... 1,175 to 824. Okay, so that's his last, uh, win-loss percentage. Won 1,175 games, lost 824 in 27 seasons as a head coach with Cleveland Cavaliers, Golden State Warriors, Seattle Supersonics, missed that team, Milwaukee Bucks, Denver Nuggets, and Sacramento Kings. Reached the playoffs 22 times with five different franchises. And he was 2013 NBA Coach of the Year. Well-deserved. I remember Coach Carl. Yeah, great coach there. And next we got the class of 22 women's committee selections. So we got Swin Cash. Let's see. She averaged 10.7 points per game, 5.3 rebounds per game, 2.4 assists per game, and 15 WNBA seasons with Detroit Shock, Seattle Storm, Chicago Sky, and New York Liberty. Four-time All-Star and two-time All-Star MVP. Won WNBA championships with Detroit, 2003 and 2006, and with Seattle in 2010. Two-time NCAA champion with Connecticut, and inducted to Women's Basketball Hall of Fame 2021. Next we got Marianne Stanley. Oh, might be Jonathan's sister. <laughs> and so her, her record is 416... Wins 222 losses in 22 seasons as college coach at Old Dominion, Penn, USC, Stanford, and Cal. Won 1985 NCAA championship, four seasons as WNBA head coach with Washington Mystics and Indiana Fever. 2002 MB WNBA coach of the year and inducted to Women's Basketball Hall of Fame in 2002. Next we got Lindsay Wayland, 11.5 points per game. 4.9 assists, 3.8 rebounds per game in 15 seasons with Connecticut Sun and Minnesota Lynx, five-time All-Star and three-time All-WNBA first-team selection. Won three WNBA championships with Minnesota, 2011, 13, and 15. And next, we got direct elect committee selections. So we got Lou Hudson, 20.2 points per game, 4.4 rebounds per game, 2.7 assists per game in 13 seasons with St. Louis, Atlanta Hawks, and Los Angeles Lakers. Six-time NBA All-Star, number 23, retired by Hawks. And we got Larry Costello. Now, this was, to, uh, let's see, 12.2 points per game, 4.6 assists, 3.8 rebounds, and 12 seasons with Philadelphia Warriors and Syracuse Nationals, Philadelphia 76ers, six-time NBA All-Star, as a player, 430 wins, 300 losses, and 10 seasons as a coach of the Milwaukee Bucks and Chicago Bulls. Won NBA title as player with 76ers and coached with Bucks. Del Harris. Um, this is 556 wins, 457 losses, and 14 seasons, seasons as a coach of Houston Rockets, Bucks, and Lakers. Led Rockets to NBA Finals in 1981. Has coached at multiple levels for more than 50 years. We got Teresa Shank-Grintz, uh, let's see, three-time AI, 
A W All American at Immaculata University <laughs> and led them to three consecutive national titles, scored record 104 points in 1973 in an AIAW tournament. Interesting. All right, how many more of these do we got? We got a couple more. We got Radivaj Korach, Korak, Korach. I hope that's how you say it. 23.6 points per game in 1986 Olympics led Yugoslavia to silver medal. Also led them to silver medals in 1960 and 67 FIBA World Cups. Holds EuroLeague single game scoring record with 99 points versus Alvix in 1964 in the 65 season. All right, interesting. That's actually all we have. So yeah, that's for the Hall of Fame inductees. Congratulations to all of you. Okay, next I want to move over to FIBA. We got the Euro basketball going on right now. If you haven't watched some of these games, I highly suggest it. They are very entertaining. There is a very high quality level of basketball going on. One of my favorite things about this league is that they don't tolerate any crap from the players or the coaches. They they keep you they keep you where you're supposed to be, you know what I mean? They're, like you cannot get out of line, or otherwise you get a technical or you get ejected. Also, there's no flopping. I actually sent Jonathan a video where I, I, I was watching this game and one of the players, he flopped against Jokic and he got a technical call to get him against him for flopping. I was like, thank you. Like, come on, NBA, like take note of this. Like th this was amazing to see. So Jokic shoots the free throws, and if it happens again, he's basically out because it was a technical foul. So you can't flop. Like, you, it's not tolerated at all. And it was a clear flop, too. It wasn't, like, a lot of times when there's flopping in this league, they just don't call anything, and they just let them play. But when it's just straight-up obvious, technical, don't do that. Do it again, and you're out of here. We don't want this in this league. So <laughs> so good to see, because I hate flopping. So very cool. Um, first thing I want to go over is who is in the league, who who made it out of the group matches into the 16-team bracket. So this is who's playing for the championship. Out of group one, we had Spain, Turkey, Monte, Montenegro, and Belgium. So they made the first four. Then we got Slovenia, Germany, France, and Lithuania. Oh yeah, I want to go over points. So Spain was top in their group. Go back, going back a little bit. They have four wins, one loss. They had a total of nine points. Turkey had three wins, two losses, eight points. Montenegro had three wins, two losses, eight points. And then Belgium had three wins, two losses, eight points also. So they are all tied. Bulgaria almost made it, but they had six points. They had only one win, four losses. So they, they weren't going to make it. They also beat Georgia. Oh, getting a call. Let's silence that. <laughs> All right, so next we got Slovenia, or I'm sorry, Group B. So that was Group A. Group B, there's four groups all together. Slovenia, four wins, one loss, and they got nine points. Germany, four wins, one loss, nine points. France, three wins, two losses, eight points. And Lithuania, two wins, three losses, and seven points. Also tied for them was BIH. They had two wins, three losses. Seven points. The way the tiebreaker works in FIBA or Euro basketball. So they basically just go by 
it's like whatever team scored the most points well it's a little confusing but it basically just goes to like how many points you scored compared to the team that you're tied with so if you played that team then it's like the points difference in that game and then it moves on to like more confusing things like the point difference and altogether like how many points you scored so basically the tiebreaker was lithuania won that tiebreaker they had more points easily put all right next we're gonna go to group c so they have greece i kind of want to i'm gonna go over some of these teams again because there's some key players on these teams like greece for example they have Giannis on there so they had they were undefeated five wins no losses 10 points so they got a perfect score ukraine second three wins two losses eight points croatia three wins two losses eight points italy three wins two losses and eight points and then estonia was down there with one win four losses i want you to take note of that italy team just put that back in your mind right there because we we want to we want to note that <laughs> so they were fourth in this group group c with greece and ukraine and croatia croatia last group group d serbia another perfect five and oh ten points finland three and two eight points Pol poland three wins two losses eight points and then czech republic two wins three losses seven points they tied israel they won the tiebreaker against israel so czech moves on also take note of poland okay with this same group poland three and two italy three and two with these five and oh teams you know like greece and serbia okay some notes on these teams Slovenia is the team with Luka Doncic. You may know him for being the, and I, I always mix him and Jokic. I can't do that. You may know him as uh, Jonathan's favorite, Cody Fingers' favorite player. He's always talking about him a little bit, like how good he is. And yeah, he's a great player, right? I hate him because he beat the Suns. Jonathan doesn't like him either because of, I joke because Jonathan talks about how good of a player he is. So I, I think he, secretly likes Luca, but he really doesn't we hate him he man and i was watching some of the games with Luca. call him for some flops he's always complaining call him for some text like let's straighten him up in this league they were kind of letting they were a little lenient with the the fiba league so i i didn't like to see that i would have liked to, to just be like listen you could do what you do in the nba but we don't want that crap to carry over here so I would be interested to see how many texts he got. Or I did see a couple of things that were called against him, which I was happy to see, but I would have liked to see more of it. So, um, yeah, very, very cool with this league. Serbia has Jokic. So that was one of those, one of those teams that we want to note who is undefeated, right? So Serbia undefeated 5-0 with Jokic. Greece, Giannis. Germany has Schroeder for, from the NBA. You might have remembered him playing on the Lakers and he got traded to a few teams. France has Rudy Gobert, so they're in this too. So those are like the, the big names, right? The big players. So next we're going to go over to where we are today with these games. So I'm going to pull up the brackets and I'm going to go over. So we had round... Well, it says round of 16. So all of these 16 teams, they've already played each other. Today is September 15th when I'm recording this. So this may be updated. By the time you hear it, it may be a little later. But this is to get you updated on FIBA if you haven't watched it yet. 
So Germany played Montenegro, and it was 85 to 79. So Germany move on, moves on to the next round. Greece played, oh, by the way, Germany, excellent team. Keep your eye on them. They, they were looking really good. And I think that was a game. Actually, you know, I watched a different game. But I did watch one of their games, and they looked fantastic. Greece played the Czech Republic. This one was most likely going to go to Greece, and it did, 94 to 88. So they move on to the next round. Spain is an excellent looking team. They played Lithuania, 102 to 94. Spain moves on. So good job, Spain. Uh, next, we got Finland versus Croatia. I have a hard time saying Croatia for some reason. Finland won that 94 to 86. Finland moves on. Next, we got Slovenia. Remember, Slovenia has Luka, right? They did win against Belgium, 88 to 72. So unfortunate that we're going to see Luka again. Ukraine played Poland. So Poland actually beat Ukraine. This was an upset because Poland didn't finish as high as Ukraine did in the group stats. So it was 86 to 94. Decently close game. Poland moves on. Next we got Turkey versus France. Turkey loses 86 to 87. This was a game I watched. Man, this is a fantastic game. It was so neck and neck and neck and I was like, oh man, Rudy Gobert's going to get knocked out in the first round. But no, Turkey just, they rarely lost the game. Great job, France, and moving on. Thank you for putting on a great show and entertaining me. Our last game was Serbia versus Italy. I also watched this game because of Jokic. NBA, you know, MVP, right? So he's going to move on. No, a huge upset. Italy beats Serbia. Crazy game. Now, Serbia had the lead by, I want to say, like, 8 or 10 points, like, going into, like, the first quarter. And then Italy came back, and, oh, my God, they just started dominating. There's this one guy who was shooting threes. I, I got to look up his name, but, man, he just, he looked like Steph Curry out there. Like, you cannot touch this guy. He was, he was crossing over some guys. He would just launch something up and hit Kozen. It was, it was amazing. Let me see if I can find his name. I'm going to click on that game. Let's look at some highlights on there but yeah it's truly amazing to see how much these other countries have stepped up and they're looking like nba players right now too so on this team i think his name was polinari that that no but he only has six rebounds maybe it's not could have sworn that was it though let me look again okay so france France, you got Italy. There's Bisu, Pajola, and Meli. Wait, they don't I don't like how they have all these stats set up here. Okay, there we go. Shots, rebounds. Alright, I found his name. So this guy's name was Marco Spisu. I I maybe so he's from Italy. He hit six of nine from three point, and these were ridiculously beautifully made shots. So, um, it'll be interesting to see him in particular, see if he moves on to the NBA after this game, because I took note of him, so I know there were some other people that had to have taken note of him too. Anyways, let's go back to some some other stats too. So, Italy, they they move on. Okay, so that. Does it for round of 16, they call it. Next, we're going to the quarterfinals. So Germany meets up with Greece. So yeah, Giannis versus Schroeder. 
Germany is looking just like a, a very strong overall team. But you're going against Giannis. Like, what, what's going to happen here, right? Well, it happened. It ended up being 107 to 96, Germany. They beat Giannis. So Giannis is out. Unfortunate to see him out because you want to see him move on. But Germany, man, they, you guys deserve that one. Great job, guys. They're going to see, or they're going to, they're going to play against whoever wins against Spain versus Finland, which already happened. Who do you think is going to win, Spain or Finland? Well, I'll tell you. It ended up being 100 to 90, Spain. Finland is out. Spain is a strong team. This, they've, they scored over 100 points. They're the only team that scored over 100 points in consecutive games. They will face Germany. And this game will be September 16th. It says this time on here. So it says... 2030 GMT plus two. I don't know what that means, but in Arizona, I could tell you that it's going to be Friday at 1.20 p.m. I've been watching these games on the ESPN app, so hopefully you have access to that and you could watch some of these games. So Friday, 1.20 p.m., this will be the, uh, the conference finals, you could say. What do they call it in this league? They call it the half finals. So yeah, that'll be an exciting one to watch. Okay, so next we had Slovenia versus Poland. All right, Luka versus Poland, basically, right? By the way, uh, there's also Goran Dragic and his brother, Zoran Dragic. They're on these, these teams. I actually love Goran Dragic. He played for the Phoenix Suns, so really cool to see him playing side-by-side -side with Luka. It was 87 to 90. Slovenia loses. Luka loses again. He just can't win anything. So that was good to see. Good job, Poland. So glad you beat him. I don't know any players in Poland, so I, I'll actually look that up in a little bit and go over these last final four teams to give you some, some player names here. Okay, so that leaves us with who's going to play Poland. Is it going to be France or Italy? So France has Rudy Gobert. Italy did the upset earlier with Serbia, with Djokic. So obviously Italy's, Italy's going to move on with France, right? Because France played Turkey. They barely won their game against Turkey, right? By one point. So this game, France versus Italy, it was 93 to 85. France moves on. They beat Italy. So no, it is not what I saw. So the upset that happened with Serbia and Italy didn't happen with France. Italy couldn't hold it together in this game. Kind of would have liked to see Italy move on, but kind of gives the Timberwolves hope with Rudy Gobert, right? Because he's basically like one of the only NBA players left now. Him and Schroeder are in the final four. So that kind of, maybe that says something for the Timberwolves because he's taken this team further and further. So he's gotten further than he did with the Jazz. <laughs> so, so final four right now, Germany versus Spain. Poland versus France. The France game says it will be set Friday, September 16th at 1715 GMT plus two. I could tell you Arizona time, that is Friday, 10.05 a.m. That's when the game would be played in Arizona time. I think around Mountain Time, I believe. Sometimes I get it confused with Mountain Standard Time. So Arizona is one of the only states that doesn't change its time zone, by the way. So I don't know time zones that well. 
So I, all I could tell you is 10.05 a.m. will be France versus Poland if you live in Arizona. Spain versus Germany. And that's 1.20 p.m. Arizona time, which will be tomorrow. Because I'm recording today, September 15th. So if you want to catch those games, definitely check them out. They're going to be fun to watch. Uh, do you think Rudu Gobert will make it all the way? Or do you think there's going to be some sort of upset, maybe with Germany and Spain? The Germany and Spain game? I think that's going to be the teams that are going to win the championship. Both of those teams look excellent. I think Poland and France are just kind of, they're lucking out. They're, they're going to end up in the finals because they're facing each other. So but we're, we're going to see what happens. So let, let's see who wins. My prediction right now is Spain because they won the most points. Spain played, they played Lithuania and Finland, though. I don't think those are great teams, though. So. Now they're going to face a really good team with Germany. I, I actually really do want to watch this game live. I'm going to try to wake up early and, and watch this one early. And I say it, it's 1.20 our time. <laughs> it's an early game compared to what they normally are when they're prime time here in Arizona. Usually games here for Suns, they start at like 7 at night. So it is pretty early for what we're used to here. So yeah, that's it for today's podcast. Oh, no, you know, I want to go over the player names. So... These are the top performers on all of these teams. So we're going to go over Spain first. They have Willy Hernan Gomez, Lorenzo Brown, and Juancho, Her oh, <laughs> Juancho Hernan Gomez. Are these brothers? They must be because they're... God, how cool would that be to play with your brother in, the, in one of these championships for your country? Just like Goran and Zoran Dragic too. That's so cool. I love when that happens. So those are your top performers for Spain. Top for performers for Germany is Dennis Schroeder. They got Franz Wagner and Mayado Lowe. Next we got France. They, of course, have Rudy Gobert. Then they have a guy named Thomas Hiratel. And then Gorshan Yaboselli, I believe that's how you say it. And then for Poland... These are tough ones. <laughs> Ready for these names? Mateusz. Mateusz. Oh, man. If I didn't have the name in front of me, I could probably say it. Mateusz Panitka. Panitka. AJ Slaughter. Alexander Belkarowski. Nice. I, I handled that one. Don't know how to say that first one. It's spelled M-A-T-E-U-S-Z. Mateusz. <laughs> so, anyways... Yeah, so my prediction will be, I'm going to say Germany is going to win this whole thing. They're going to go against France, I believe. Boy, that's tough to say because Poland beat so many good, good teams too. Poland beat Ukraine and Slovenia. You know what? Uh, who did France play? I'm going to go Poland instead because they're beating tougher teams, I think. I think Poland is just a really good overall team. France beat Serbia and Italy, though. You know, you know what? France. Okay, it's going to be Germany and France. That'll actually be a pretty cool game. Th both those countries are very popular just around the world. So that, that'll make it a really exciting game to watch, too. So Germany and France is my prediction. The games start tomorrow morning, Arizona time. And thank you again for listening to the podcast. If you want to send us messages, have any comments, uh, send them to JNR basketball on twitter i suggest 
that's the easiest way to reach us, JNR Basketball on Twitter. And you can also catch us in uh, multiple formats. You can leave comments on our podcast. And uh, yeah, I guess that's all I have for you guys. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode and we will talk to you soon. Thank you. Bye.